Welcome to 100 Stories of Hope. I'm your host, Anne Buckland, and I'm here today with a very special guest, Sarah Griffiths from Wheelie Mama. Hi, thank you so much for having me. Hi, Sarah. It's so lovely you can join us today. Um, so just to explain, if if listeners haven't fully caught up, we are doing this for the Captain Tom 100 Challenge this weekend. We are endeavouring to document 100 stories of hope through 100 podcasts. Um, we are doing okay on the challenge at the moment. Sarah has kindly offered to share four stories with us, which is super exciting. Um, so yes, so we, we look forward to unpacking a lot more about hope with Sarah over the coming coming moments. So Sarah, firstly, what does hope mean to you? So hope, I've been thinking about this a bit over the last couple of days. Hope for me is about that fire that is in most of us or all of us at one point or another in time when the odds are stacked against you and everything, all sorts of obstacles seem to be going in your way, but you have this burning passion within you that you know that that doesn't have to be and that anything is possible. And it's that, it's that sort of niggling or burning desire for change even when it seems impossible but something inside you knows that it is possible that's lovely I really like that a burning desire for change um can you share a story of when you've when you felt hope in your life yeah well for me probably my my kids are three representations of hope big time for me um but especially my first um journey into parenthood uh, when my husband and I knew that we wanted to have a family, we unfortunately we struggled at the start to conceive, and then we unfortunately lost our first baby, um, at twelve weeks. But even though that was devastating and really really upsetting, um, something inside me knew that I was meant to be and destined to be a mother, even though on face value and through living with a disability and, and for most of my life I'd been told by a lot of people what wasn't possible and how I should sort of manage my expectations um, you know of what life I could have something inside me again knew that it was possible and would be possible um, and again I suppose my very supportive husband we both knew that we were destined to bring life into the world together and even though with the loss of my daughter um. It, we still knew that it was our path and, and we just kept going and actually pretty just a couple of months after we lost our daughter um my my son was conceived and then he he grew big and strong and healthy and is remains so to this day so yeah it was one of those kind of pivotal moments in my life when I knew that you know I had a choice to make and a decision to make of do I let this crushing setback stop me completely in my tracks or do I take it as an opportunity to to grow and to believe in myself even more and and push forward with my dreams and thank goodness I chose the second and <laughs> we now are parents of three so yeah yeah and and your youngest is how old he is just turned f um five months there on Friday so yeah wow, so, so we have a, we have a four-year-old um through a two-year-old and a five-month-old. <laughs> That's amazing. And I can hear them playing happily in the background. They're well. very, yeah, they're very vocal. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. That's good. Well, and thank you so much for make, making the time to speak to me. Um, 
that's, I suspect your story will resonate with a lot of people. Um, I know for, so we have a 10 month old and I know it took us, I'm definitely an older mum and it took us quite a while on the journey to having children and points that we wondered if it was going to happen, if it wasn't going to happen, etc. How did you keep going? Firstly, through will it happen, won't it? And then through the phenomenal loss of your daughter, how, what kept you going and what kept you holding on to hope? Well, that, I suppose that's the thing. Um, my husband and I are a phenomenal team. We really believe in each other and we really, we seem to have this remarkable dance where we, when one of us is low, the other one's high and it like we pull each other up and we kind of ebb and flow together and it's it's just really nice. So we... We really, and I suppose that's one of the benefits, I believe, and we got together later, I suppose, than a lot of couples as well. And we and we really knew who we were as individuals more strongly than before we became a couple. So it was like we weren't coming together to try and change each other or, you know, mold each other into anything. We were very secure in our own identities first. So, and then we knew wholeheartedly that we wanted to be parents um, and that, you know, life had brought us together at that point in time for that reason so um yeah we just we just held held fast to that belief and we I suppose the gift that our daughter gave us is that we knew we could then conceive Mm -hmm. and have kids because that was something that we didn't know for sure at the start um and as I say growing up with cerebral palsy I've always been very much under the spotlight of what my body can't do rather Mm -hmm. than what it can do so and then I suppose for a lot of women, um, becoming a mother is kind of like the ultimate goal. And then you think, okay, this body has failed me for so long. Is that is that like a wish too far? But then once she blessed us with the knowing that it was possible, um, then then we thought, okay, this is a sign. And for me, it was just a case of, okay, there's just a little bit of something that I need to address here or deal with mm-hmm. to be the best mum I can be before... I'm ready to welcome a, a baby into the world. And I did. I did a lot of kind of soul searching and uh, getting rid of the debris that was holding me back. And then and then once once we were fully fully ready, then my son decided it was time to grace us with his presence. And it was it's beautiful. And I know that everything, I firmly believe that everything happens exactly as it's meant to and when it's meant to. And sometimes the greatest tragedies and the greatest obstacles and traumas actually are the greatest opportunities for growth and make us who we are. That's brilliant. Thank you. And I, I think that's so true. Hope often rises when when we have to hold on to it because we don't have anything around us that we can stand exactly. on. Um, and I think, interestingly, I think a lot of women identify with the the various parts of wanting children, hoping for children, that will it won't it won't it happen yeah. um did you have so how what how did you lean on each other how did you both support each other looking back I suppose we just did it instinctively in the moment but looking back and I suppose with how life has thrown us together even more now uh, with more children and also with lockdown we're really intimate with how we work as a couple now and we really see up close and personal how it is that we work and number one 
um, well, I suppose number one and number two is communication for us because we really, we really have to get really clear with our communication with each other and giving each other space to express ourselves as well. So before, um, before I was a parent and before, um, when I was out going out to work every day and stuff like that, we could have a disagreement and I could fester on it for a week maybe and just leave and go to work and be frustrated and come home and just, you know, kind of go into autopilot almost. But when you're in each other's space all the time, working from home, raising kids together and no escape, it's like you have to be really, get really real with what it is you're experiencing so that it doesn't blow up and it doesn't fester into something horrible. And especially with the kids, obviously, you want them to see healthy communication as well. So, um, yeah, we've had to get really specific with what it is we're feeling. Um, and just and I, I think as well with, with pregnancy and miscarriage and parenthood, dads can be very much forgotten. It's all yeah. about mum. And, yes, I, I totally get why it's all about mum because it's very it's a very real and physical experience for us. But... Poor dads are kind of there in the background trying to keep the show on the road and really not knowing what they're doing and not trying to be strong but feeling really vulnerable and scared at the same time. So I, I gave him a lot of space to express that and we explored it together and we said, look, I'm scared, I don't know. And we both admitted that we didn't know the answers but that we would find them together. And not only that, but we were very specific as well about not reading too much or leaning too much on quote-unquote expert opinions because those were the very ones that told us that we couldn't do it in the first place so we were like look we need to explore our own healthy and our own normal and our own possible and not lean too much on the weight of expectation of others so we very much from the get-go have said that we would create our own normal and, and live our own expectations rather than other people's because that's where that's where things start to get um, heavy when you're trying to live up to someone else's. Yeah, I I love that actually. So being hope for each other and yeah. vulnerable with each other, so that you can help carry, help inspire mm-hmm. each other as you go through. I think that's lovely. Well, thank you so much for sharing that, Sarah. I'm sure there's a lot in that that will encourage other people as well. Um, thank you so much for your time today, and I know we're going to speak again. Yeah, my pleasure. Thank you. <laughs>